previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. Abe, you have a vision. You see before you a man step out from white swirling mist. He leans down, touches you on the brow, and says, You have much work yet to be done. You guys succeed on this skill challenge. You're all level 7 now. Where exactly are we? Well, right now you're just in Trugala Kingdom. Isn't that where we're supposed to be going? Yes. And I'm and I'm speaking for everyone on my behalf, but I think we'd be uh, grateful to be able to help take these guys in and do our part for Trugala. You must be men of men of the cloth and of the coin. Uh, I will. I would be very grateful if you would help take these men in. So there's been rumors about demons in Trugala Kingdom. Do you know anything about demons, Jimmy Crackcorn? quails underneath your threats and says, Look, I said I don't know anything about demons, but, you know, we do have a history as a kingdom like a millennia ago. I hit him again. That doesn't help me. Is he dead yet? You're on the road. Alright, Jet. Question for you, by the way. Uh, What's up, boss? Isn't there a god that you believe in? I was tr- born under the temple of Sargonis, yeah. That's uh, who I know about. What is Sargonis the god of? Revenge and fire. Oh, I like that god already. So you guys get down the trail. We get to the city. Um, and it, there it is. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> the law and religion in Trugala are hand in hand. They coexist and operate sim- seamlessly. You enter into the magistrate's office. Name and business? Well, I'm Abraham Van Halen. We have these uh, criminals we'd like to hand off to you. And what did they do? Criminal things. These two behind me, all bloodied face and tied up, are slavers. Oh, well, that's very serious. For that case, you can go straight to the magistrate. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Matt Smith. Hello, hello. It's just me. Yes, that is <laughs> it. There's nobody else on the podcast. It's just us. There never was anybody else on the podcast. It was only ever Matt and me. <laughs> just doing all these different voices. Very convincing, right? They're all a bunch of idiots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. <laughs> no. Um, after a series of... Uh, vacations, uh, spring break trips, illnesses, all that jazz. We wound up being without most of the cast for this episode, so it's just Matt and I, and we are going to do a special episode. A little bit shorter, but still as much fun, we hope. It's going to suck. Prepare to be disappointed. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that's that's what she said to me last night. Oh. Actually, no. That's a lie. <laughs> I've never had a woman with me. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, it's just been me doing a different voice. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, since it's just you, Matt, uh, what happened last time on the Death Saving Bros podcast? You mean like on the last actual episode or? Yeah. 
Well, we... Episode 32. Talked to some corn farmers, and then we went to the magistrate. We did some other stuff. We... Walked into town. Admired some architecture. <laughs> Told Prothean to stop uh, creeping out the little kids. I think I stabbed one of the dudes we were escorting as prisoners a couple times. I'm not dead. Oh my god, stab him. <laughs> you also filled out paperwork in triplicate. Mm, that's true. But yeah, basically that was that was it. We we reintroduced our characters, we went over our backgrounds, we went redescribed them. Then you guys traveled over to Astrakane, and uh, you're now before the magistrate. That's all well and good, but we are going to go backwards in time. Um, yeah, so those of you that have been following us on the podcast know that when Jet and Prothean went and re-met with Ambionitis and Brixius and Finrael at the time, uh, they were all at the corn farm, but Abe, Abraham Van Halen, had actually gone off on a different path. The path in the mountains had split, and some of the horses' tracks had gone one way, and that's the way that Jet and Prothean went, and then some of the horse tracks went the other way, and that's the way that Abe went, to make sure that they did not lose Ambionitis, Brixius, and Finrail. So, um, Abe has been traveling. You, Abe, Matt, Abe, Matt, Abe, <laughs> Abe, Van Halen, Matt, Abe, have been traveling for approximately a day, and you have moved out of the mountains, and you've started making your way through the foothills. Following the tracks, you come upon a small hamlet. It looks completely deserted, except for the fact that there are a few wagons and there are people moving through the village. I mean, the houses are dilapidated. The paddocks that once held sheep and pigs are falling apart, but there are a few people moving in between the houses and where pigs and sheep once were are now bound and gagged humans and halflings and a couple dwarves and you see one other tiefling so completely deserted except for where it's not got it yes it, it would be deserted <laughs> if it weren't for the fact that people were there so like every other town we come to <laughs> well it looks dilapidated unlike the other towns that you've come to all right do i see anyone i recognize give me a perception check you don't even have your dice out? <laughs> Come on, it's just us. Oh, man, I'm, I'm a wreck. Okay. 16. All right. 16 is good enough. You are camped out, uh, laying down on your belly in the foothills, just at the crest of a hill, and you're watching this, this hamlet, and you see approximately 10 people moving in and out of the houses. There are horses. There are horses tied up. Horses? <laughs> There are yes, horse the horses. <laughs> My horses. <laughs> there are horses tied up outside some of the doors, so there might be others, but you have definitely seen at least ten people walking in and out of the houses, checking on these prisoners. And among them, you see two people that you saw taking Ambionitis and Brixius away. You see a person in a yellow shirt, and you also see a super skinny guy that looks like a strong breeze might knock him over. <laughs> and they are tethering four horses to a 
low fence. All right. Want to sneak up on String Bean, that fat-ass-looking motherfucker. And I want to cast Thaumaturgy to give myself spooky eyes. Well, there are a bunch of people moving around inside this this hamlet. There are those ten people and there are horses all around, so exactly how do you plan on sneaking up to this guy? Carefully (laughs) and sneakily without being seen. Well, yeah, but then there's also uh, Yellow Shirt who's there. Hmm. I'm gonna wait until String Bean goes off to take a piss or something. Then I'm gonna sneak up behind him. I'm gonna do the spooky eye thing. And I'm going to cast, let's see, what is it? I'm going to cast Cause Fear on him and try to snatch him and go, Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear. And then I'm going to drag him away. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you wait on top of the hill and eventually they they tether their horses. Um, you see them go into one of the buildings and they come back out, they walk around town, they kind of help out with whatever they're doing. They're helping to build a low platform in the center of this hamlet, and then eventually you see the skinny guy move off, and he's going to go take a piss. You assume he's moving by himself, and he's headed (laughs) over towards the piss trough. Uh, Give me a stealth check to see if you can sneak down towards this hamlet without anybody noticing that you're approaching. All right, all right, all right. Ten. Ten. Hmm. Let me see if anybody's paying attention. No, they rolled a nine. Nice. So you sneak up on on Skinny, and what do you whisper in his ear? Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear. Also, don't say anything. I don't want to cover up his mouth. <laughs> well, when you say <laughs> when you say the first part, he startles, spins around, and pisses on your boot. I slap him. <laughs> like, just open-handed, just fuck you. <laughs> just slap right across the face, like imprints of the fingers, just clearly visible. All right. Like, you could draw a face, and it would be like a child's, like, turkey drawing. Wow. Well, that's definitely <laughs> going to have a loud clap sound. And your cause fear spell, how does that work? Okay, it makes a wisdom save, or he's frightened of me. I uh, can repeat the save at the end of each of its turns. Uh, has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of his fear, me, is visible. He can't willingly move closer, but I mean, I'm already right up in his his shit. And then, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Okay. Uh, what is the save that I need to roll against? Uh, 15. 15. All right. Here we go. He rolled a three. Ha-ha. Um, so yeah, he is startled. <laughs> His piss stops immediately. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. And you clap your hand over his mouth and... And drag him away. Based on your observation and your mapping of the town, this little hamlet, you've dis- you've discerned that there isn't anybody in this one shed that's near the piss trough. And you drag him over there. Uh, go ahead and give me a strength check since he can roll even though he's frightened. But he does have disadvantage. Ooh, boy. A two. All right. <laughs> that's uh, 
What do you know? He has disadvantage and he rolled a fucking one. Good. I... I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna hold him close and go... Beach. <laughs> <laughs> you successfully drag him to the shed. Um, how do you keep him from squealing? By... Telling him not to. And he's very scared. Well, he can do the wisdom save at the end of each of his turns. Hmm, that's true. I'm going to... Is he wearing any socks? Yes. Okay, I'm going to take one of his socks. I'm going to wink and say I'm going to use this for later. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, why aren't you using one of your socks? I'm not going to use one of my socks. I need those. <laughs> so I'm going to take one of his socks and I'm going to jam it in his mouth. Okay. He's got a sock in his mouth. Haha, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> and you are in this shed. Uh, the shed is basically just a lean-to. It's some place where the pigs would go after when it's raining or when they want to take a nap. Little Betty bye. All right. I'm going to get right up in his face and put one finger up to my mouth and be like, shh, and then pull the sock out. Give me an intimidation <laughs> check to see if he obeys. 18. That'll do it. <laughs> he is quite frightened of you, especially since you have those thaumaturgic spooky eyes. Spooky, spooky eyes. I guess the one spooky eye. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you got one red eye, like one spooky red eye. Well, is it like red or is it more like a cat eye or something hmm. else? I'd probably make it red and glowing. Red and glowing. Or is it like one of those piercing blue, just like devoid of color sort of mm. eyes? Is it a Grindelwald eye? A Johnny Depp Grindelwald eye? <laughs> mm, so many good choices. It's a giant anime eye. No. Um, <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? I guess I'll just go with the glowing red eye. Okay. I think it was an, if it was an anime eye, he might. <laughs> he would do one of two things. Either he would make fun of you, <laughs> or he would get really turned on by it. Oh, no. I feel like there's only one of two options when you're talking about anime eyes. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways, so this spooky red eye, he's really, really scared by it. And he, he nods, and you remove the sock <laughs> from his mouth, and he's sitting there trembling. All right. Okay, buddy. Where'd the rest of you guys go? Did I have a voice for Skinny? I think you did. Was he the one that, like, when uh, the captain died, he was like, that's our captain. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I think you do. Uh, who, who are you? What do you want? The one who's going to make you my bitch. <laughs> just kidding. No, I just want to know where the rest of you went. Well, I'm... I'm the bitch part is negotiable. <laughs> <laughs> if you're talking about the group, are, are you one of the people that was... It was following us that, oh, you're the one that shot our friend in the ass as he ran away. Yeah, how's his ass doing? It hurts. Good. Yours is going to hurt soon. No! <laughs> um, the, the we split off in two directions to try and trick you. Um, the, the majority of the group went a little farther north, and uh, they're going to circle back, and we were going to ambush you here, but apparently that, that didn't work. Nope. Not so well. Where did they go? Like, specifically? I don't know. They <laughs> they were just going to circle back back around. There are some farms up there. They were maybe going to hit those up and try and grab some more 
Grab some more people. We lost a lot of guys trying to take down your friends. I think they're your friends. Are you one of their friends? I don't know. I don't have any friends. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, that doesn't seem like a very good idea to you're already wounded and, you know, short staffed. And you're going to drag these guys along to try and capture more people. We had them chained after after the one the one half orc killed killed Lloyd. <laughs> you but guys aren't very good, are you? Hey, until <laughs> we ran into them, we were doing just fine. All right, if you say so. And until we ran into you, <laughs> apparently we should start setting sentries. Nope, that won't help. And then I just smile. That's a terrifying smile. <laughs> what do you want? Um, well, I think that's all I need for now. You've been very helpful. Are there any rocks around? Um, yeah. All right. I pick up a rock. It's a, it's a very small rock. <sighs> it's about the size of your thumb. Ah, that's that's not a good rock. Hmm. Is there anything like rock-like? Just heavy and dense? There's a petrified pig stool. How heavy is it? Um, about a pound. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, hold on a second. I'm going to pick up the pig stool. I'm just going to whack him across the back of the, the head. Just like full force, going for some brain damage. Not quite going to kill him, theoretically. Okay. Um, Go ahead and roll to see if you managed to, <laughs> manage to give him brain damage with this pig stool. All right, what, what am I rolling? Just like... It'd be like a melee attack. Just like a regular... Melee attack? Yeah. Am I proficient in pig stool? No. <laughs> I guess it'd be 17 then. That is enough to beat his armor class. Um, let me see. Yeah, he does not have a very good constitution apparently because, yeah, you conk him over the back of the head with this pig stool and you conk him and then it cracks and crumples, but so does he. He crumples straight to the ground and he's got like those anime X's over his eyes. <laughs> like, well, that was easy. This week may be a shorter episode, but we've got a great announcement for you this week. Last week I told you that we were having a little difficulty with the Redbubble site, but today, this week, I am happy to announce that we finally have that new design up and it is available for you to purchase on Redbubble.com. Head over there to get your chaotic neutral at best clothing and join the Death Saving Bros squad. You can get that one. You can also get the... Uh, classic logo design. Both are available, and both can be found on redbubble.com by searching Death Saving Bros. No podcast partner this week, but if you're interested in becoming a podcast partner, send an email with a quick synopsis of your project and a 30-second promo, if you have one, to deathsavingbros at gmail.com. We'll review your pitch and get back to you. Please make sure to recommend the show to your friends, Sharing your enjoyment of this podcast with others is honestly the surest way to grow this thing. The second best way? Leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. Or all three. We'll read them on the air. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Death Saving Bros for the latest news about the podcast. 
and follow Life Saving Bros on Instagram for plot hooks, pre-made character sheets, and other tips and tricks to bring your own D&D campaign to life. And now that you've accomplished all those tasks, let me get you back to this episode. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Okay. Is there any way I can drag him back to the piss trough? With a stealth check, you might be able to. Mm. Mm. And after our, our discussion with Ambionitis and Brixius, we already <laughs> know that you can't that you do have the strength to drag this man. Based on D rules. <laughs> Ten. Ten. Well Oh wait, this was the stealth check? Yes. Oh. Then it's uh thirteen. Thirteen, even better, because uh, I was going to hold on to that perception check that I had from earlier, which is a nine. Uh, yeah, you drag him back to the piss trough. What are you going to do with him? Gently place him in. In the piss trough? Yes. Face up, so he doesn't drown, but just... Are you going to put him in the piss trough or the shitter? Ooh. Because they're mm. always very near to each other, as you have learned from <laughs> your mm. time with the orcs. Hmm. How near? Uh, an extra 15 feet. Ah, that won't work. I was going to, like, layer him across both. Well, I mean, you don't want to... You want to have some room so I that you can squat without <laughs> falling into one or the other. That's true. Mm. Or for them to mix. I think the, I'll stick with the piss trough. Okay. <laughs> you lay him in that wonderfully scented mud, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's just lying there. Ah, sucks to suck. All right. Now what I want to do... So want to steal a horse. Theoretically, as quietly as possible. Okay. Um, there are the four horses that Yellow Shirt and this skinny guy were tethering, but there are multiple other horses throughout the hamlet. Do you want to take one of theirs, or do you want to, like, what do you plan on doing? Whichever one looks like it's easiest to get out of there. Okay. Um... <laughs> Go ahead and give me a uh, d20 roll. Adding anything to it or just a flat? Just a flat roll so I can decide which one you're going to pick. Nine. Nine. Okay, so the easiest horse to get out of there would actually be a old mare that is <laughs> on the south side of the hamlet. And it is on its own little post it's not by any of the prisoner pens, and it's not attached to a house. It's just on some random post in the middle of the street, and you haven't noticed a whole lot of people going over there because it's an old mare, and they really don't care what happens to it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to sneak on over there and sneak up and be like, Hey there, cutie pie. Go ahead and give me another stealth check. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, nine. Nine. <laughs> well, that is a meat on theirs. So, <laughs> as you're sneaking around the outside of this hamlet, uh, at one point, you pass by an entrance into this hamlet between two buildings, and you hear two voices start walking, coming towards you. And you hear um, a very bellyful like a hearty voice going, Oh, well, you know, very soon we're going to have plenty of 
coin in our pockets, these slaves are going to fetch us a hefty price when market opens tomorrow. And there comes a response from a very high-pitched male voice. Hmm, yes, and maybe that other group that really sucks at finding good slaves will finally manage to bring something. I saw that their friends, Polly and Lesh, came in, but they only had horses. Polly and Lesh? Ooh, which one's which? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Hmm. Alright, is there any way I can, like, move out of the way without, like, getting seen by these dudes? Give me a dexterity saving throw. Eleven. Eleven. Mm. Well, they rolled a six, so you managed to flatten yourself (laughs) against the back of one of the hamlet buildings (laughs) as they pass by, and you see a very, very fat man. Like, how the hell is he walking sort of fat? And a dwarf with a super long beard, and he has a he has a hammer out in front of him, and he's flipping it up and down, trying to catch it as he walks. Is he the one with the high-pitched voice? Or is he... As you continue listening, <laughs> the very fat man is the one with the very high-pitched voice. Hmm. Interesting. All right. I'm going to wait for an opportunity to get to this horse. They pass by, and you've got another opportunity. All right. I'm going to try. Give me a stealth check. Oh, my God. <laughs> another nine. Oh, no. All right, so you get to the horse this time. But as you're trying to untether the horse and start pulling her away, she doesn't want to go anywhere. She's old. She doesn't care. She doesn't want to go anywhere, and you're just standing in the middle of this road trying to pull her away. And you, the nearest hamlet, you hear a scuffle happening inside the hamlet, and then things get thrown, and somebody gets tossed out, through the door into the street and you see a giant tiefling come marching out after this scrawny little man and the tiefling is bald his horns have been shaved off and he's got tattoos scrolling up his arms and he goes I told you we do not bring in unknowns sounds pissed You go back and you tell those motherfuckers that they don't get any slaves unless they go through me. Shit. So you are frozen in the middle of the street (laughs) as this tiefling is hovering over this scrawny, dirty blonde, scraggly-haired little man. What do you want to do to avoid detection? Slowly back away. Slowly back away. No, um... I'm going to stand behind the horse <laughs> and Charlie Brown it. <laughs> are you are you going to stand on the on the broad side or directly behind it? I'm going to hang on the side of the horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me an an uh stealth or animal handling, your choice. Uh, they're both going to be the same, so 21 Either way. All right. Either way. Yeah. You latch up onto the saddle horn. You hang on and you hold yourself upright. And the mare kind of tilts her head back at you. Just one giant marble eye looking at you like, the fuck? But give her a chin scratch. She goes, 
and goes back to just minding <laughs> her own business. And after a couple minutes, you hear kind of like a scrabbling as the uh, straw-haired man apparently gets up off the ground and goes away, and you hear the bald, hornless tiefling go, What are you all looking at? Finish building the stage. And you hear what remains of the door being slammed shut. <laughs> you think that you're in the clear. All right. I'm going to try sneaking the horse away again. <laughs> All right. Let's try that stealth check again. Jesus fucking Christ. How? <laughs> Nine. <laughs> uh, you know what? This one, <laughs> nobody shows up. A nine, right. a nine meets and beats in your favor this time. <laughs> you untether the mare. The mare liked the chin scratch. <laughs> you get advantage on this one. Oh, yes. Advantage. 21. There we go. <laughs> All right. You untether the mare, and you're able to lead her out of, t- out of the hamlet. You're in the foothills. There's nobody around you. You can mount her and... Ride off into the sunset. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, I mean, are you headed to the sunset, or because that's east? Were we headed east? Wait, no. Rises in the east and sets in the west. Well, I mean, our our world could have different rules. <laughs> I'm gonna say, fuck these guys, I'm gonna ride off into the sunset now. <laughs> uh, I guess, try and catch up to the rest of the group. Alright, and, um, based on the information that the skinny guy gave you, they headed a little bit farther north, and they're hitting up a farm town, a farmstead somewhere up there. So, you head off in that direction. Um, do you maybe want to use any sort of abilities that you might have to help pinpoint where exactly you should go? Hmm, I guess I can. Let's see how that works. Alright, I'm lifting up my eye patch to show my... Did we decide what it was like made of? Or what it looked like or anything about it? No, that's all you, man. Mm. I just told you, I just helped you figure out what it does. I can't do everything <laughs> around here. Uh, Alright, I'm going to lift up my eye patch to show my false eye, which is, let's say it's gold and runed. It's just like an orb. Like a Yu-Gi-Oh eye? Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly like a Yu-Gi-Oh eye. And I'm going to use an ability, which lets me attempt to receive guidance from my patron. Because you are a warlock. Yes. So I'm going to roll a D100. And let's see, where's my 10? That's a 17. How convenient. The deal is if it was lower than my charisma score. Because my charisma score is an 18. And if you roll lower than your charisma score, then you successfully gain guidance, correct? Yes. And how often can you use that? Once every 10 days. All right. So what happens when you lift your eye patch and you try to access the inherent magical abilities that it has, suddenly through the right eye that you can no longer see through, suddenly you see kind of like double vision. You now have sight in your right eye that shows nothing but blackness and then a line of purple mist leading off towards the north. Oh no, not the purple mist. It's purple mist. Oh no. And your left eye still sees the world as it actually is, but the right eye sees 
just blackness with that purple line. So you wind up getting kind of like a gray haze as your eyes kind of focus and unfocus. And you can see this purple line leading towards the north. I get motion sickness and I throw up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we're going to end our episode. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this shorter episode to f- hear a little bit about what was happening while Ambionitis and Brixius, Prothean, Jet, and Finrail were battling our thugs in the corn farm along the, with the corn farm farmers. If you enjoyed what you heard on this episode, or in general, if you enjoy what you're hearing, head over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. Leave us a review and a rating. Uh, if you do that, we'll go ahead and read you on the air. It's great. We love hearing your feedback. And we, honestly, it is fantastic. Ben will flip his shit. <laughs> he, he always texts me. He's like, hey, we got another review. Um, Makes us feel all tingly. Warm and fuzzy inside. And uh, on the outside, on certain parts. Like the back of my hand. Yes. The back of my hand always gets warm, tingly, and fuzzy. Uh, (laughs) If you want to keep in touch with us, uh, you can do so on Twitter or Instagram at Death Saving Bros. You can follow us on Instagram at Life Saving Bros. If you want to get some tips, tricks, and materials to bring your own D&D campaign to life, you can follow me personally on Twitter at HB Camper. You can find me on Old School RuneScape as Fat Smith. Our other podcasters, you can follow Eric at uh, ES Nemeth on Twitter. You can follow Berich at... Fuck it, I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Dizzle on RuneScape. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 918. And then yes. Brad is Ima underscore B underscore Rad. And Ben is... Uh, Benfro15 on Twitter. They're not here to talk about it, so... Fuck <laughs> Until next time, those of you in your car, in your home, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. Welcome Penis. To Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. It's just you and me. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Enter the Maze, Gloom Horizon, Heavy Heart, Heavy Interlude, and Morgana Rides are by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 3.0. The tracks Ice and Snow and Silent Motion are by Orchestralis. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.